recording. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another episode of The Glow the Show. The Glow Show. Dun it, dun it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a killer intro. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very full. I just ate a burrito bowl from Chipotle. Was it good? It was okay. Oh. Why was it just okay? <laughs> Why does this sound scripted? <laughs> Chipotle <laughs> is not my favorite. There's a punch. There's a punchline at the end of that somewhere. Yeah. So we'll see about that. But hi, friends. Today hi. we're excited about today's episode, right? Yes, I'm we're excited doing... about the topic. Random topics. Random topics. I should make a little random topics um, intro card. Like you know how when I have Yas or Pass, I do the little like Yas or Pass intro card. I yes, I've definitely this. watched your Yasser Pass <laughs> videos. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have to tell you, people absolutely love my Yasser Pass Good. intro. Okay. They love it. They think it's great. It, it kills the crowd every time. I don't know if I believe you. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think those are your lowest performing videos, but I could be wrong. Yasser Pass? Yeah, aren't they? I wasn't talking about performance. Oh, Not everything's about sorry. the analytics. <laughs> Didn't did mean to bring it I there. was talking about audience Do you like love. my shirt? Yeah, I wanted it. I thought you bought it for me. Hannah <laughs> <laughs> and I had been watching... Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. Can you name any of these characters? I never remember any of the <laughs> names, and you know that. I, but This is my second time watching it, and I only remember Itadori and Gojo. I don't remember anybody else's names. That package with that hoodie came to the house and it had my name on it and so I opened it and I thought Charles had bought me like a hoodie to wear when we yeah, watched Jujutsu sorry. Kaisen but he had not he had bought it for himself yeah. it's a cute hoodie though I like it a lot I got it off of an Instagram ad so I'm glad it fit and wasn't trash can we talk about Instagram ads for a second yes they're re none of this is planned by the way this is a complete tangent <laughs> but Instagram ads random topic number one Instagram ads they are so disgustingly targeted to me at this point you that see? I literally do not know how to resist them because I know every time I click on them I'm like feeding them more information to make yeah. the ads more targeted but when they keep showing me little fake Louis Vuitton sweatshirts for the dogs I can't <laughs> not buy those yeah. like I can't not buy them they have me so you know, targeted I don't normally I'm not somebody who normally like caves to advertising that much. Instagrams though. But for if for whatever reason Instagram ads really get me. I no one else's. Like f- Facebook never got me. Yeah. Twitter never gets me. YouTube never gets me. Instagram ads. I think it's two cuz it's every 5 posts I've counted. Yeah. Every 5 posts you get a targeted ad. So if you scroll for long enough, you're just getting ads on ads on ads on yeah. ads basically. Very targeted. Super you know targeted. what I don't get while we're on the topic of ads? What? TikTok ads. Do you get those? Yeah. I don't get ads on TikTok. You don't? No. I get tons of ads on TikTok. Do you mean like creators making advertised content? I get those too, but I get like actual ads every what? time I log into TikTok. Do you not no, get you this? don't. Yes, I do. You get ads on TikTok? If I log into TikTok right now, the first thing that will play will be an ad. Are you joking? I'm Dixie. See? I've well now you clicked on the social tourists. I get ads. Of course it's Dixie and Charlie fucking D'Amelio. It, it's not always them, but I get ads every single Do you actually? I've never yeah. gotten an ad on TikTok yeah. that hasn't been like a creator ad. No, I I get those too, but I get tons of ads. 
Did you pay for TikTok or something? I had to have at some point. To st- I didn't know that but was I even remember, an option. But I don't remember ever getting ads in the first place. I don't update my stuff regularly, though. So, so maybe, maybe it's like an update that I've <laughs> secretly Let us know just, in the comments if you get Do you TikTok get ads, ads on TikTok? I never get ads but on TikTok. But the reason that TikTok ads make no sense to me is because the whole point of TikTok is like you're looking at something for less than 20 seconds. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you just swipe. So as soon as there's an ad, I just swipe it away. I never watch them. I will say that targeted ad, if that was any indication, was pretty shit. Because the fact that they're advertising to you, the brand yeah. Social Tourist, which is Dixie and Charlie's Maybe Hollister, there's a side to me you don't know. Hollister clothing Maybe line. Maybe I'm a, a Dixie stan. Even if you were, you couldn't even buy the f- clothes that they're offering because they true. only go up to a size large because they're with Hollister. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole thing. I, I didn't know Instagram had ads or TikTok had yeah, ads. Instagram ads, though, I almost like them. I know that it's because they're harvesting my data and, like, that's how they got there. But, like, I low-key still like the ads. Like, I can't help it. Well, you know what? Good for you. I like the stuff that I buy through them. Like, I yeah. find them interesting. It's really, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Usually it's good though. I, well, the problem is a lot of the plus size stuff comes and it's like oh too small. Not, yeah, it's not like American plus size. Like it's say oh it's a four X, but it's like an Asian four X, which is like a two X. If I'm unsure, I always just go up like ten sizes. <laughs> See, but they don't. They, nowhere on earth gamble. sells a fifteen. Take the gamble. Take the gamble. But. Hello everybody, just jumping in here to let you know that today's video is actually sponsored. By HelloFresh. HelloFresh, everybody. Let's give them a round of applause. Love them. We're very excited about this sponsor. HelloFresh sponsors be on the main channel, but even past that, I have been using them for... We started when quarantine started, Yeah, right right at the beginning of quarantine. Because we were cooking a lot more and we were like... And one of your friends was like, hey, you should do HelloFresh. It's fast. It's easy. And uh, it really is worth the money. So we were like, oh, we'll give it a try. And they gave us their free box. And um, we've loved it ever since. We, we've been hooked ever since. Yeah. So this is actually a product we used way before they were ever a sponsor. One of my favorite things about HelloFresh is I just love the value. I feel like a lot of times when you go to the grocery store, you are wasting money buying like if you want for a, a recipe, you need like chives. You have to go and buy like a huge thing of chives in order to make this one recipe. Whereas HelloFresh sends you perfectly portioned things for your meal and for your recipe. So you end up saving a lot of money and also just waste by not having to throw out old produce that you didn't use because they give you the perfect amount. Yeah, I really like that as well. I really because before we used HelloFresh, we were buying groceries in bulk. Uh, because of the pandemic, we were just buying a bunch of stuff at once and it would go bad before we could ever use it. So that is a great thing. But one of the things that I think I like the most about it is, especially right now, ever since we watched Seaspiracy, we've been trying to eat some vegetarian meals every week, right? We try for two and, every week. And anybody who's been following our channels knows we, we're on a weight loss journey and that's another thing we're trying to do is buy healthy foods, uh, you know, cook healthy meals, low calories, watch calories. And those are both things that you can do with HelloFresh. They have, I think, like 27 meals, 28 meals every week that you can choose from. So it's we get to go through and we find uh, vegetarian stuff. We try to do two or three vegetarian meals a week now. Uh, we we f- can find low calories, but they have all sorts of options. Everything from like pasta to burgers, which is nice now that it's warm. I always want like a burger to 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 grain bowls like anything you could want. And 
they're quick and easy to cook, which it's really nice to like be able to get off of work and just like spend 15 to 20 minutes cooking. And they have they have even faster options. Some of their their new like ready to go meals, I think they're called, or, or um, lightning lightning prep. They, it takes like five minutes. You shove it in the oven, and then it's good to go. Yeah, those ones we've been really liking for busy days, especially yeah. now that we have so much stuff planned. It's nice to just know you can throw something in. Yeah. Also, I will say, if they ever have the option for the shepherd's pie, get the shepherd's That's pie. That's one of my favorites. Is <laughs> the, the shepherd's, shepherd's pie. pie is so freaking good. The shepherd's pie, I think, is my favorite one I've ever cooked. If you're interested in trying HelloFresh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash GlowShow12 hey. and use code GlowShow12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's GlowShow12 at HelloFresh.com. Which, hey, if you're not sure if you want to try it out or not, go and use our promo code. Yeah, try it out. Yeah, if you're if you're not sure about it, you know, you've heard about it, but you don't know if you want to commit Go ahead and use that promo code and get a, get buy a box and you get some free meals. Thank you so much to HelloFresh for sponsoring this podcast, being our very first sponsor. The official first sponsor and of the Glow Show. for supporting our podcast. It's really, really awesome that we have this opportunity. So thank you so much. And I hope you guys will go check it out. How was your week? How was my week? Well, um, I was kind of a weird week, actually. You burnt to a crisp. I oh my! Can we talk about this? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I went to the beach for the first time since 2019. Like I really have not been. To, I didn't go all at all last summer. We went there once with Oliver, but we did not to like Sunday. No, we literally just walked around for 10 minutes and left. So I have not been to like a beach to hang out since 2019. So I went to the beach with my friend David and his boyfriend, and then a few of our like other friends, and I put on sunscreen. Um, like a, quite a I bit don't actually. That you did. No, I really did. I, I think that you want to know what the problem you was. Put on tanning oil. I put on sunscreen, but the, because my front is completely fine, it's my back that's messed up. Yeah. The problem was I don't think I could reach my back well enough, and I didn't want to ask anybody to like put it on me because I felt uncomfortable, and it was like a little spray. So I just sprayed it back there and was like, oh, that's good enough. And then I enough. and then I sprayed my front really good and like rubbed in the front myself, so my front is completely fine. However, the back side of me so burnt it is it's better today but for about the past three days i was like immobile like my entire the back of my knees are burnt which is probably the worst thing on the planet my butt is burnt to an absolute crisp my (laughs) shoulders are like my shoulders were like purple they were so burnt like the back of your knees were the worst part they were like swollen they got so it's a miracle that i'm not peeling right now because it'll come i don't know because it's it's honestly just turning into a tan right now it takes like a week and then it peels i don't know it's it's really turning in i don't peel normally even when i well with how damaged your skin was you're gonna peel. it was really bad it was like a horrible horrible sunburn and I, because i haven't gone outside in two years i also haven't been sunburned in a really long time <laughs> so i was dealing with yeah. that i was like man i forgot how absolutely fucking I'm awful about this my is head. i'm not looking forward to my first skull sunburn are you gonna go well are you gonna come to the beach with me ever i found this new little yeah, beach probably not i don't like going to the beach i found this new beach near my house that my friend david goes to all the time and he was like i go like every day like you should come so i'm gonna try to go more once obviously I am healed and I'm also going to get a hundred SPF sunscreen (laughs) to put on. But, um, yeah, I got super, super burnt, but I was able to at least hang out with my friends a lot this week. I just get bored sitting at the beach. I don't, I like, um, talking with people. 
We had a fire at the beach last night, and it was really aesthetically. Yeah, I didn't even know you were allowed to do that. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't know either, but there were so many people there having fires that it can't be illegal. No, I, can't. I mean, it must not be. Yeah, because it I was... never really go to, you, you're talking about Duran Beach, right? Duran Beach, yeah. I never really go there because I've never been Greece my whole life, and I just went to Charlotte Beach. Yeah, so. this one is more out near like Arondequoit. It's on the yeah. Arondequoit Bay. Everyone who's never been to Rochester is just confused. <laughs> they don't care. They're bored now. Sorry, guys. We'll get into the topic. Uh, Our click-through rating just absolutely yeah. plummeted. People, everyone just left. They were like, I don't give a shit about Rochester beaches. <laughs> well, it's a really cute little beach because it's really thin, but it's, like, long. So yeah. it doesn't feel crowded, which I appreciate yeah. because I hate a crowded beach. Yeah. I really had fun, though. I liked it. I don't really go in the water, but I had uh, fun. I wouldn't. No. No. I'm not a fan of going in the water. Yeah, the water here is, like, bad. Not a fan, yeah. But other than that, my week was okay. Had some weird YouTube stuff going on. Yeah, I know. No. Caused a little bit of stress. Yeah. You know. But other than that, I think once we got through that, thanks to your help, honestly, because I was ready to quit. <laughs> <laughs> There's something. Can I talk about it really quick? Yeah, I don't care. There's something about like a friend being. Not even a friend, because I don't know if I would call Shannon a friend, but, like, there's something about, like, an acquaintance being exposed in the way that Creep Show Art has been that was just really shocking and, like, draining to the soul. And, yeah. like, having to immediately turn around and, like, address it to, like, an audience of a lot of people. It's tough. It was, like, just... It made me be like, why am I fucking doing this? Like, I was like, this is so fucking sad. I was honestly just sad. Like, I was just hurt. And then I had to put all my feelings and emotions and thoughts into, like, a well-responsed yeah. video. And it was just, like, it was just a lot. Like, it, yeah. it made me question, like, everything about And YouTube. she's, com I remember she used to always comment, like, leave, like, um. Positive comments in my videos. And on, like, when we did live streams yeah. and stuff. Podcasts. She's yeah. commented. The thing that I'm realizing more and more that I think is really interesting, a point, if you don't know what's happening with Creep Show Art, there's, it's a lot. I'm not going to explain it on the podcast, but just you could just Google search it. Just search it. <laughs> yeah. Omnia has a really good video, a couple videos about it, but, um, no, a lot of people brought up a really good point, and I saw a lot of comments about this, and I really agreed with it, where Shannon's reach, despite being an art drama YouTuber, Shannon's reach was so wide and, like, vast because so many... She had her hand in every single community, yeah. it feels like. People were like, the fact that it was, like, you, these random other people in this random other community that I've never fucking heard of. Like, she was everywhere in the yeah. YouTube space. Well, th this is the other weird thing, too, about... Uh like obviously you have your like core group of like friends on YouTube like four people the group chat people that you've met right yeah but when you're dealing I guess five yeah four five people well yeah we've met Teresa yeah too. that's Teresa why I was like I was including but Teresa and Alex when um when you do stuff with like other people like Creep Show or you know other people um it's weird because you it, it's like you're gaining like a small friendship with them but at the same time you're not like that it's business you yeah. know what I mean. Like even what happens in DMs between two creators, it it's weird because it it's like fifty percent like friendship, fifty percent business, and you can never tell like how much a, a person is being them their authentic selves or how much a person is being a business person. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've been both in DMs. Like yeah. I've been I've been purely like, yep, this is just kind of helping us both. We like each other, we like each other's content, yeah. let's boost each other. And I've also been like completely one hundred percent like you're my friend. It's like, just this a is what weird dynamic. The only thing I can really compare it to is like a coworker. Like, yeah. 
you know? Because, well, like, you feel like you get to know them, but at the end of the day, you got to remember that person is not your real friend. They're just, like, your work friend. That's why it's hard, too, because I think that we all, I think all of us, I mean, I definitely do not use the term friend loosely anymore yeah. after what happened last year. But for me, like, I try to be very particular now, not even about who I become friends with, more just who I'm, I'm like, I will call a friend and who I yeah. will truly say like this is my there are five people on this platform that i'm like these are my friends these are my close friends i trust them implicitly like they are my confidants on youtube i trust the fuck out of them and then everybody else i'm like yep we're we're acquaintances like you know i like them i think they're good people but it's it's hard to make true authentic friendships on the internet and especially in the youtube space without actually knowing somebody yeah you know it's it's interesting see this is why i feel like the creep show thing affected you is because i feel like she was right on that border where you were starting. Like, you know what I mean? Where we were, were starting to become starting like to become friends. authentic friends. I would agree with that. But it's weird because if you think about like a real life friendship, right? They're based on like you know mutual interests. You like you know stuff about your friends' lives, yeah. right? The thing with like a lot of these people on YouTube is like you don't know anything about their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, your group chat's different because we met them in. In person, there, but. and even I haven't met Abby or Jordan in person, but I still would consider them. Yeah, like, but you know stuff about their lives. We video chatted yeah. so many times, and we have. You know what I mean? Even, but like, it's so interesting you say that because even Nisa, I met Nisa for the first time like three weeks ago after being friends with her for three years. Yeah, and it was like I'd known her my entire life. <laughs> like we, I yeah. it was like I'd never not known her in person. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, I agree with you. Like it's 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 just a weird dynamic, and it's one of those things where I feel like you, uh, you can't really get it unless you've been through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to explain to other people. Like, well, these are my best friends, but one of them I've never met, and yeah. this one I've only video chatted with. And I'm sure a lot of people with in this day and age, lots of people have like friends on Discord. You know, so I'm sure a lot online. of people do get it. But like, I don't know. It's just a weird topic. It's hard too because. I think that the, and I talked about this in my video, but I think it's really a, a important point is like when something like what happened with Creep Show happens, it's almost like you have to like question every single thing that you've ever said right. to them, that they've ever said to you, no, that I, you've ever publicly said. Like you have to question absolutely everything. Especially with this situation. Because yeah. so much of it was like, I, I, Again, watch the videos and you'll get context. But so much of it was like lies. mind games and lies that you don't know. And using information against the other people, right. basically. Like so using like, private information to hurt people. Like when you – Creepshow was somebody that you were talking to when you got into stuff last December. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, she was yeah. somebody that you were – And I trusted her to talk, have to – Venting to about yeah. that. So it's, it's interesting – not interesting, but it's almost scary to think about. Well, what it, was she being authentic with that? Was she just categorizing? Trying to use that, that information for a yeah. later date. Like it's hard to tell anymore about anything. And I think yeah. that that's and not that I'm like, ooh, I'm shaking in my boots because I said some bad. Anything I said to her, honestly, this is how I treat pretty much 99% of DMs, with the exception of the group chat. I treat all DMs as those these could get leaked. So I always act accordingly in DMs, except for my group chat, saying, like, what I would want public, you know what I mean, for the most part. Like, I really try to keep that mindset because it's like, you never know at this point in time, like, who's who and what. Well, that's a really good point, No, I always act that way, except in the group chat, because it's like, 
you never know what's going to get leaked. You never and, know who's going to turn on you. You and never you know. Think too, like, is the other person doing that? Because you can't really yeah. be your authentic self yeah. when you're like, well, I this is like me work talking. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird dynamic, and it's weird navigating it. And it honestly, I think a lot of people there. I, I understand the more I do YouTube why people are so closed off to making friends. And I understand why people keep their circle small. And I understand why people don't open up to other people and things like that. I really do because I, at this point, I have my group and like I don't see myself straying from that for really anything at this point. Like, you know, to like make, you know, be friendly with people, of course, but true authentic friendships, I don't see myself making a lot more of those on the internet at this point in time. Because it's like, who can I yeah. trust? Like, who yeah. can I... You never know. It's weird. I don't know. It is weird. <laughs> it's super weird. But anyway, how was your week? I'm sorry. It's uh, <laughs> a long was tangent about my week. Uh, last, last few days of school are always interesting. But mine, mine's been good. So nothing exciting, really. Yeah. What do you want to do when you are done with school for the year? Sleep. What do you- <laughs> I would love to sleep in. Uh I love that. No, for I, you. we've got an exciting summer planned. We have so many trips. Yeah, I didn't realize how we are like booked and busy this summer. Yeah, which is crazy considering last summer we literally be, did not leave. It's going to be a good summer for vlogging. Well, if I remember to vlog, can we tell them about the Atlanta thing? Yes. Okay, so w- one trip that I really, really wanted to do, and I've wanted to do it for like a long time. We actually were planning to do it the summer of 2019 before. Uh, COVID happened. No, it would be the summer of 2020. Oh, sorry. Summer of... Tw- my time is just I know. out the window it's okay. at this point. I just want to make sure we're clear. We were planning of, it last year. We were, we were planning to do it summer of 2020, but then COVID kind of stopped that in its tracks. We were going to go to the Atlanta Aquarium because I, though I am terrified of the ocean and don't like to be in the ocean, I Won't like... Won't go in the ocean. I like seeing sea creatures in a safe setting. Yes. Uh I, I'm a sucker for zoos and aquariums. I know that's controversial. I know a lot of people don't like zoos. I get the criticism. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't help it. I just like to see animals and well, learn also, about animals. We do we do try our best to only go to zoos that are ethical in yeah. the sense that they have large, the proper size. Yeah. There's some zoos that are really shady and shitty. And then there are zoos that I think do genuinely take conservation ship seriously. Yeah. So we try to go to the ones that are better. But right. anyway, go ahead. So I... Uh, we want, we're going to go to the Atlanta Aquarium so I can see the whale sharks because I've wanted to do that my entire life, see whale sharks. Yeah, we're going in August and for then his birthday. we're going to the Atlanta Zoo. And should we keep this one a secret or should we uh, talk about it? Okay, Charles has to talk about this because it, I genuinely get emotional. Th- I, I get like emotional thinking about the fact that this is going to happen. So you can say it, but I can't talk about it yet because I'm really going to cry so much when this happens. So I was looking to book tickets to the Atlanta Zoo. Because- can I preface this really quick? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can I just preface this? Yeah. Oh, we also should specify that we are both vaccinated. Oh, fully and, vaccinated. Uh, we're traveling responsibly. We're both going to wear masks. masks. Even though we're vaccinated. Yes. So we're, we're traveling responsibly. And we the only people that we are traveling with are people who have been vaccinated correct. in, like, close proximity. I should preface this by saying, too, that what he's about to talk about, this animal that we're about to talk about, is my all-time favorite animal and has been my favorite animal for years and years and years and years. So that's why this makes me want to cry when I think yeah. about it. So I was I was 
going to see because I know not not at, not all places are open at full capacity. So I was going to see if we had to pre-book tickets for the Atlanta Zoo. And this big banner came up that was like, "Hey, you want to meet a fucking panda?" And I was like, "Yes, I would love to meet a panda." Knowing that this is my favorite <laughs> animal of all so time. So we booked a behind-the-scenes little excursion thing at the zoo to go back and see like the back end of the panda habitat. <laughs> And I think you get to, like, feed them. Like, you get to feed them through the bars. Which Hannah is very excited about. I really can't talk about it without crying. I'm so excited. I and really get filled with, like... We won't be able to vlog it because they say no filming. I'll like, take... Which we sense, can, we but... can take pictures, though, so we'll take lots of yeah. pictures. I... Okay, when we went to the D.C. Zoo, I spent... A, we spent about two hours standing in front of the panda exhibit. Like, truly. Yeah. We spent so probably, long... Probably more like 45 and minutes. All I, no, it was like... We literally were there for like an hour and a half. All I could think about was how I wish I could have been closer to see the pandas closer because I just wanted to see them because I love them so... I understand the criticism of pandas. I get it. I think they are just the absolute sweetest, cutest animals of all time. And to be able to see one up close is like yeah mind blowing to me like the fact that we get to yeah. see one up close i can't even very excited he turned to me and asked me that question and i literally <laughs> tears were streaming down my face because i was so excited so i that's cannot gonna be wait fun. for that that's gonna be the best day you of know. my life i'm telling you right now and we're also going on a couple camping trips this summer and so. i have some i'm going on a bachelorette trip i won't be there for that one and <laughs> not mine it's my friend amber's and i'm going on a trip with my guy friends which i don't know if i'm gonna vlog Last time I vlogged, I got some really annoying fucking comments about being with the guys. People being like, where's Charles? Why is your husband not with you? Why are you hanging out with men without your husband? And I was like, I don't know, because I'm a fucking human being. Like, I don't know. I got people were so mean about that video and they were just like giving me shit about it. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like. I just have my friends and that's who I choose to go. We usually do a vacation every year. We couldn't do one last year, but I'm excited that we're doing this one. We have a summer packed full of fun, yeah, though, you do. and me. We do. I'm excited about it. So we're the good. only thing I wanted to talk about still was just your thoughts on New York State completely and fully reopening. Makes me nervous. Do you want to explain what's happening first before well, you? Well, it just reopened. We hit 70% vaccine rates. Um, and it, they lifted all commercial and social COVID restrictions. Which, from my understanding, it means we're basically back to where we were in 2019. Um, Obviously, you know, some businesses will have their own restrictions in place. But, um, I I mean, I I feel like numbers are getting low. Obviously, everyone should still, I still recommend everyone be cautious still and be safe. But um, it had to happen eventually. But it does make me nervous. It makes me nervous, too. Um, Luckily, the county that we live in is down to only 20 new cases a day, which is very, very low. Very low. And it's dropping day by day. So, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. what Time will tell. But uh, right now, I'm feeling okay, just cautious about it. I was thinking about, actually, sometime next week, going out to dinner with my friends for the first time since 2019. Yeah. Um, I've been a little bit more willing to do like outside i'm willing to do stuff like we had friends over if we go out to eat we're eating on a patio (laughs) no but i'm saying we had friends we had friends over like for memorial day and like outside outside like we had a fire and they're all vaccinated yeah and everybody well that's the that's kind of the caveat for our life you have to at least be vaccinated but that's just because of your personal safety with the vaccine yeah just because i 
nobody knows how. Actually, we're going to talk about a little little spoiler for next week. We're oh, going to talk yeah. about uh, growing up in special education and how disabilities affected us. But anyways, uh, a part of my disability, you know, is uh, having a weakened immune system, and nobody knows how effective the vaccine is. You know, they don't know. Could be fully effective, but they doubt it. So it could also be like way less effective. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just going to continue to be safe. Continue to wear my mask. Honestly, I might wear my mask through flu season next I'm, year because yeah. why not? Why I wish not? I wish more people wore masks. Anyway. Yeah. I actually don't think the mask the mask thing never bothered me. I never saw it as like infringing on my freedom. Yeah, never bothered I me. I just either. like that I haven't caught a cold in a while. Same. So like I'm honestly fine with wearing the, especially in public places when it's like really crowded. Like I don't really see a problem with wanting to protect yourself. I don't understand people's want to just, like, rip off the mask right away. Like, I don't really get it. Because even the flu could be pretty bad for me. The fear is basically anytime I get a severe viral infection or something that triggers a serious immune response, there's there's a risk to re-aggravate my nerve nerve disease, basically, so that my symptoms worsen. Um, And then, obviously, also the increased issue of the virus because i have a weakened immune system so but i don't know i don't know we'll see we shall see for those of you who are new here uh every couple podcasts what we like to do is it's kind of like a q a but more like we ask you guys to give us your opinion on random topics you'd like to hear our thoughts about and then we kind of do them sort of rapid fire we spend less than five minutes is the goal on every topic and uh, just see what we think about it. We don't. We used to try to time them to like be like, you only have three minutes to talk yeah. about it. But then we would get to a topic like music, and we'd be like, uh, well, <laughs> we fill three so we just kind of go with the flow of the conversation yeah. now to make it a little less awkward. I see one right off the bat that I would like to talk about. Okay, let's. let's Avril Lavigne conspiracy theories. Go. So if I'm remembering correctly, I just the was talking Avril about Lavigne this. conspiracy theory is that at some point Avril Lavigne died and they replaced her with a body Jessica. double. Okay. Jessica. Uh, to be honest with you, like uh, Jessica, I don't, I don't. Her uh, name is not Avril. This is Jessica. My problem with What's every problem? conspiracy. First of all, little known fact about me, I am an used to be when I was a child an avid Avril Lavigne so stand. So was I. The first CD that I ever bought was the Avril Lavigne CD. The first CD I ever bought was an Avril Lavigne CD. <laughs> no way. Yes, it was. It was Best Damn Thing. That was the first CD I ever bought. Well, there we go. Was yours Best Damn Thing? It was whatever her first one was. We are soulmates. The one anyway, that had Skater Boy on it. Oh, Anyways. that wasn't Best Damn Thing. Oh, but okay. Best Damn Thing had, like, Girlfriend and, like... It's mobi- mobile and it had... Uh, yeah, that was... You were... We were I forget yeah. that we're four years apart, but... So... It's weirdly enough, and the second CD I ever bought was the Eiffel 65 CD that I'm blue. Oh my god, okay, (laughs) PlayStation. Okay, anyways, okay, Um, Avril Lavigne died. That's the conspiracy. This is my problem with every conspiracy theory is like, if there's not a compelling motive for it, like, then it, it probably didn't happen. I don't 
actually believe this one. I think that Avril Lavigne probably just like grew up and also probably got plastic surgery, yeah. which is fine. Well, just what would the motive be? The like, motive, essentially, what they're saying the motive was was that she died at the peak of her career, and the record label was so greedy for money that they wanted to keep this Avril Lavigne image going. Yeah, but th- so they replaced her with a totally new person. Every every record label can just. Put out pop stars like I that. I know. Like it, it That's takes where it falls no flat. effort to get a, 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 a pop star famous. So this one I actually don't really believe, but the, you know the one I do actually believe, like What's fully, that? the parent trap theory. I don't even know what that is. So there is this conspiracy theory that I fully buy into, which is that Lindsay Lohan, you know how she was in that movie The Parent Trap when she was a kid and yes. she played both of the people? Yes. Both, Okay. My this theory, which again I fully believe is true, is that she had a twin sister. Actually, that twin sister died, and so they just pretended that Lindsay Lohan was both people. CGI was not that good in the 1990s. You cannot convince me that that is not, not two c- separate actors and actresses. It's not CGI. They just laid. It wasn't that good in the 90s. It, they didn't have special effects like that in the 90s. You're so you're, you're wrong. It is bananas to me that. that you don't see they this. Could, they would manually cut pieces of film and stitch them together. No. They appeared in scenes together, like dialoguing together face to face. Yeah, it's this thing called acting. Yeah, babe. She, acting? Yeah, with her twin sister who died. No. It doesn't make sense to me why they no. wouldn't just hire twins in the first place. But why would they Makes hide that? Makes no that sense. That would be such a boost to because you, it's, young because, child actor. But uh, how distasteful that they still put out the movie. How gross would it be that you would still put out the movie when a child no. who was in it died shortly no, after filming? And she was famous before that, No, wasn't she wasn't. She? That was her, like, breakout role. Mm, okay. I don't yeah. know. That yeah. Seems, it's more compelling the more no, you hear it's not. it, right? There I don't be know. A death record, like it, it. No, I'm sorry, I don't believe that one. All I'm saying is, I believe that oh, one. Wait, did that person want us? Oh, you read their name? Okay. No, I didn't read their name. People didn't really say. I asked people if they wanted to have their name read or not, but nobody really said. So let's just read them, unless they say otherwise. This right? one says. Yeah, this one's Olivia's one zero two two said Jeffrey Star's latest video about moving. Did you watch this video? No. I watched the video. I Well, I watched 30 seconds of it um, <laughs> just to see it. Yeah. I I was under the impression that Jeffrey, Jeffrey Star like, disappeared off the internet. No. I didn't realize he He's was still posting. posting videos. I was very – here's my thing. He talked, to, he talked a lot about his mental health and getting therapy, and honestly, good for you. I think getting therapy is a fantastic thing. I think looking inward on yourself and the flaws that you've made and the mistakes you've made, great. What I'm going to need to see from Jeffree Star to actually buy into any of this, even a little bit, is actual... And honestly, I don't care at this point. Like, I'm so over him and his career. Like, I don't care yeah, personally. that's kind of where I'm at. However, what I think needs to happen is I think that change. This is the fifth time he has said, "I am not that person anymore. I am changing. Right. I am growing." And every time he says, "I'm going to therapy. I'm going to therapy." No, he doesn't talk about therapy normally. This doesn't is the first, he always no. say, "I'm going to go to therapy"? No, nope, this is the oh. first time he's ever talked about therapy. But he, every single time he says, "I'm a new person. This is a new chapter. I've changed. I've grown. I've learned. I'm not that person anymore." And then he almost immediately gets into more drama. So for me personally, like, not that I care either way, but if I were a fan of his who was disappointed by his behavior what i would want to see is him like walking the walk now that he's talked to the talk that's actually i agree with you first of all 
But that's actually just made me think of something that is an, was interesting to me was I'm so like I don't engage with the, the beauty community really at all unless it's through the lens of like your content and like your group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your your little corner of the Internet. Yeah. And it was I, I forget sometimes that like because I went and I read the comments on the video and I was like, oh, man, I wonder if he got ratioed. Nope. No. Because I forget that. You know, I'm like he the has thir- out of his 15 million subscribers, he's got 13 million subscribers that literally don't care what he does no. and don't follow drama and just don't care. Yeah. You know, a thousand and, percent. Like there were so many supportive comments with like thousands of upvotes. And I was like, man, the other thing, too, that low key made me very not angry, but I was just like, man, he just had to take this fucking dig is he talked about, he was like, I'm not a part of the beauty community anymore. And honestly, I don't even think there is a beauty community anymore. And I think that's just, again, like, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt of like, okay, you went to therapy, you worked on yourself, whatever. But what a fucking dig at the thousands of creators that are still creating beauty content with like hundreds of thousands of views on them. Like, that's such a fucking slap in the face to his former friends who are still like Manny and Laura who are still actively making beauty content and like trying their best. And like, yeah, views are lower than they were in fucking 2017. But like to say the beauty community just doesn't fucking exist anymore is such a slap in the face and such a he's like, because I'm not in it anymore. The beauty community is no longer relevant is what I interpret. I feel like that's probably what you're saying. It it was. And I think to me and probably a lot of other smaller creators like me who are like still trying to like bust out that beauty content, like what a fucking slap in the face to be like, oh, well, that doesn't even exist anymore because I'm no longer part of it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I I don't know. It gave me strong, like, remember when Shane Dawson made that manifesto about leaving the beauty community? Mm. It gave me very much. And everybody was like, you weren't here. Yeah, it made me that vibe. (laughs) Jeffree Star was the toxic part of the beauty community that came in and essentially made it all about him and turned it into this drama filled. Every single major drama that happened in the beauty community, it all led back to Jeffree Star. So to to leave, honestly, good. Like, maybe we can have some fucking positivity for once. I kind of hope that he is telling the truth and he's just going to disappear into his corner of the internet yeah. and like not because here's the thing in an ideal world he would just never post again right he's gonna keep but posting we we every like even though and this is something we've said that he should disappear off from the internet like you should just go away like well, Shane he's already Dawson made his did, millions although Shane Dawson is gonna come back soon he probably. talked about coming back but, we could talk about that if you want <laughs> but these people like should just disappear and like you know go and just enjoy his fucking money and like be not in the public eye that's the ideal but realistically that's never going to no. happen because these uh, these people get i think they get like addicted to the power and the fame like it changes your mentality so i feel like somebody like jeffrey star there was no way that he was just going to ever no. disappear and just not be relevant no. you know what i mean never so i don't know i I hope that what he's saying is true and he just goes and we never have to talk about it, talk about him again and he just disappears. But, like, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care that he's, like, selling his house. Like, I don't really care that he's, like, 
doing all of that. The only thing I care about is I just hope that he stops being a fucking like menace to society right. when I, it comes to the I'm beauty saying. community stuff. I hope we just never have to talk yeah. about it again. Like, like just... leave people alone. Like, I don't know. All the shit that he this... stirs and all the drama he causes. Like, just not, leave people not alone. That, you know, Jenna did anything that was like super, super problematic to the level that Jeffree Star did. No. But it really shows the difference in character, right? That Jenna canceled her not canceled herself but you know what i mean she, she herself held herself off. accountable yeah. and then just walked away as opposed to these people who refuse to hold themselves accountable and just keep grasping for fame and money yeah and you know what i mean it's kind of nutty honestly the number one thing that a therapist would tell you is well yeah you should probably walk away from the spotlight because it's turning you into a terrible person right wouldn't you think that any responsible therapist would like lead you to understand how your quest for fame and power has changed you as a person? Yeah. Right. Like it's it, that's a really it, good it's so point. glaringly yeah. obvious. That like, that's what right? happened. Like that you feel like I feel like any responsible therapist would be like, yeah, maybe change career path. Maybe, maybe just like don't do that anymore. Well, it's the same way that if <laughs> I don't you, know. it's the same way that if you had a job that was causing you to feel burnt out and overworked and horrible, it's the same way that if you had them do that, a therapist might be like, "Hey, maybe consider a new or, a new place to work. Like maybe consider a different path or like, you know, take some time off. Just yeah. improve your work like life balance. How like, to work on making but that he better. Is rich enough where you could just step away and be disappear fine. forever. YouTube is like no, YouTube money is nothing to him. Like so, it's just interesting to me. There's got to be. I I understand that people could argue. Well, you know, he wants to do something with his life, right? Like he wants to feel, be involved in something, but it doesn't. That doesn't have to be on camera. Go start no. a nonprofit. You know what I mean. Go or, do something good with your money if you really need. No, a, honestly, like, not. You don't even have to do that. Go start a different business. Go be a That's business. That's what I'm saying. You like, know, but it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be a I mean, I would love it if it was a nonprofit. It doesn't have to be tied to, like, fame and money So and I think it's very telling that he is continuing his YouTube. So, I agree. I don't know. Next question. Uh, this one says anonymous, please. It says, Hannah, about you being bi. How does that affect your relationship, if at all? I, I think people didn't. I thought I had mentioned it before. Yeah, it, it, it always not that makes me laugh, but it always like is a little like, oh, yeah. When people are like, Hannah came out as bi. Like, you've been bi <laughs> since I, I met since you. I started YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never so, not like, been bi. I, I knew you were bi like when we matched on Tinder, you told me. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't so think it's like. I've never meant to hide it. I talked about, I did like my little pride tweet and I felt like people took that as me coming out as bi and I was like, no, no, no. no like yeah, I've said it. Uh, yeah, I've never tried to hide it. How does it affect my relationship? Pretty much not, not at, at all. all. No, it doesn't. Except we can both be like, yeah, that, that girl's pretty. And like that's the extent of it. <laughs> like, there's yeah. not really anything that changes or yeah. impacts our relationship as Do a Do I have bi wife energy? Probably not, because I don't really Damn. have bi energy. But I will say, I think that the only thing that affects the relationship from my perspective, and this doesn't even affect you at all, is just that sometimes it can be frustrating being in a hetero, like, passing relationship, because I think the bi erasure is, like, yeah. real. Like, the, even the fact that people are always so shocked when I talk about it or shocked when I, you know, say something about it, it's not, not that I'm mad at people who are. It's more just, like... It's very weird that people just assume that I'm heterosexual just because I'm married to a man. And it can also be very, like, 
tricky navigating your sexuality when you are in a straight passing relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's more the only thing that ever bothers me is the assumption that I am straight just because I'm married to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's yeah. like the only time I ever am like, yeah, this kind of is weird. Like, feels like it's not fully who I am and who I, you yeah. know. But either way, it doesn't really affect our relationship together in any way. I would agree with that, right? No, I agree. This is from Lore Borg Borg Laborde Ages. Labordages? Labordages. I don't know. We probably pronounced that wrong. Anime so. you've watched and start and slash want to start watching. So let's talk about anime the just list in general. Of anime that Hannah has watched is very small. You've watched. I've watched more than you remember. Death Note. Yep. You watched Your Name. Anohana. Which was a movie. Anohana. You watched ReZero. Yep. I watched parts of, um, what's the Academy one? Full Metal Alchemist, you watched part Full of. Full Metal Alchemist, I watched part of. I watched Steins Gate. I watched. Steins Gate. What's the one with the kids in the school that have the powers? That's so many. The animes. kids in the school that live on, they like live on an island and they, they all have powers. The guy with the, what do you mean? <laughs> That's like. No, I was just talking about it with you. The kids that have, every, 80% of the world is born with like a little cork. Oh, they, they don't live on an island. They did in the movie in the we mo- watched. Yeah, they My Hero Academia. My We're going to watch Academia. that eventually. Well, I watched parts of it. You like watched the movie. Yeah. You watched the movie. And that's, I watched... why, that's why you thought the island. Because in yeah. the movie, they go to an island. Yeah, I watched um, um, Monster Hunters, part most of it. I watched... Monster Hunters? Yeah. Well, I just... Uh, describe it to me, because I, that's not... The one we just saw in full... Theater. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Yeah. Sorry, watch Demon Slayer. I I don't. I'm not good with names. Uh, I watched. Um, we're you, watching Jujutsu Kaisen right now. Yeah. Naruto, obviously. You watched. We're, we're What's the one with the walls? Oh, Attack on Titan. Loved. I have not seen season four yet, but I loved Attack on Titan. Might be my favorite, along yeah. with Death Note. Those were my two faves. Um, and weirdly enough, you've watched one of the Fate Stay Night movies. Yeah. I hated it though. And it, that was. He took me to that movie without any context. And <laughs> I, I thought literally... they were going to explain context. For those of you who don't know, Fate Stay Night is like this whole. Fate, Fate is like this whole big franchise based on a visual, uh, 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 visual novel, right? Or like a series of visual novels. And I. The movie was like the first part of the Heavens Feel arc. Which is like one of the paths you can take in the I'm visual bored novel. right now listening to you talk and about I this. thought that they were gonna show every like I thought it's the first part of the arc. It's gonna show everything from the beginning to, you know, like a third of the way through. That's not what happened. They skipped over the whole introduction, assuming that you had seen the other parts of fate. I was so bored in that theater that I was counting the <laughs> tiles on the ceiling to pass time because of how absolutely just bored like i was so i was so bored but those are pretty much all i've seen this is not a short list i've seen way more than i feel like you remember it's a short list compared to like your anime fans because i've seen like you've seen so many more yeah so i some things what is like your top five hold on a second do you have it written down i have to pull up my anime lists okay go ahead I'd be interested. I feel like that would be a good place to give your. I haven't updated this in probably five years, but. You have an anime list? There's a website. Oh, okay. It's literally called, so, my anime list. I can tell you right now that my top of all time is um, uh, Steins Gate. Steins Gate. I knew that. So, based on my anime list, my top. 
favorites are Steins Gate, Stand By That. Uh, Your Lion April, also really good, Stand By That. I've watched parts of that. Um, Cowboy Bebop, Stand By I've That. I've watched parts of Cowboy Nisikoi, Bebop. Nisikoi, which I think you actually watched the first episode of that with me. It's The first season of Nisikoi is so funny, but it's such, it's a very, it's not, it's, is a lot. Of, it's a little fan servicey. It's a comedy mm-hmm. anime. Okay. Um, and Eureka Seven. I really like Eureka Seven. I don't think you'd like that, but one I do want you to watch is I forget the name of it. It's like Zetsugo no Tempest, but that's a really good one. I think you would like. Uh, you said you wanted to watch Violet Evergarden. I had a friend. That to I, you. Well, now I talk about anime with people who also like anime because <laughs> I've watched enough that I can actually talk about it. Somebody said Violet Evergarden was one that they thought I would really like. I also, whenever I tweet about anime, people always give me recommendations of things they think yeah. I'd like. So we'll see. So I think the next, we're going to finish Naruto, hopefully. No, we're finishing. Well, Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu only Kaisen. Well, also, finish. I would really love to watch season four of Attack on Titan now that it's all out. I don't know if it's out dubbed yet, though. I'll watch it subbed. Okay. Honestly, I would because I really, really, really want to see it. Like I, I want to show you ReZero because I think you would enjoy that, and I want to show you. Um, my brain is farting. I can't remember. There's another one I I thought you would like that I wanted to watch, but this one says, "Are we ready to move on?" Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, sorry. What are your thoughts? No, it's your fine. I just want to make sure I wasn't interrupting you. This one says, "What are your thoughts on Trisha Paytas calling Q and A's lazy?" Who's who's from or is this it is one? from Mew Brinny on Instagram. I'm calling Q A Q and A's. So like question oh, answer. Oh, like what, what we're doing, doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is kind of lazy content, isn't it? I feel. Here's the thing. It is lazy content. It's fun though. It is fun. Like that's why I keep doing them because like I genuinely enjoy talking about like random shit. So like that's why I like. It doing feels this. more like having a conversation with you guys than our normal content. I also probably wouldn't do it on like my main channel as much anymore, just because I think I'll do like reacting to unpopular opinions. Those videos yeah. still do pretty good, but Q and A's don't do as well as they used to on oh, YouTube. But but just. Just to clarify, I don't think she was justified calling it lazy content no. instead of the person who, who created, created it. it. Yeah, and also like she called out specifically other YouTubers like Joey Graceffa and Tyler Oakley who and are like doing Q and As. Sometimes it's like people like it. It's it's yeah. fun. You get to engage with your community. You know? I like getting to talk to people in like this capacity. It does and, take like, less work. But to be honest, everything that Trisha did, sorry, not to throw back to last podcast, no. but everything that Trisha did on the Frenemies podcast was lazy for her because she didn't do any of the work for it. Also, so. this is coming from Trisha Paytas, who is like the mukbang YouTuber, or was it mukbang? The mukbang YouTuber, where literally all they do, they don't edit their videos. They don't cut their videos at all. Yeah. They just eat and unedit their videos. And, like, that's so fine. That is, works for it them. It is easy content pr- to produce. But so is what all of but the also, content they do. what we do, like, us doing a Q&A right now, we're just scrolling through the questions right now. You know what I mean? So it's on the fly. Whereas when they did it, when they were planning to do it for that, they had one of their their producers go through thousands of emails and find the best questions. Like, that is... That takes That's time. not lazy. No. This one says, fav- this is from Tiffany92S, and says, favorite things to buy that you most definitely don't need but enjoy having around? Sneakers. I don't really buy things I don't need that much. I What do I buy that I don't need? What showed up at the house the other day that I was like, why did you buy this? I what was remember. it? Something showed up at the house that you had bought. Oh, 
what I wish I could remember what it was. You buy random stuff. If I went through our Amazon list right now, I would find random stuff that you bought at like 3 a.m. just because you thought it was cool. So you buy and you like trinkets too. Like you have the anim- the lo-fi. Yeah, but that's the last one I bought. Oh, one thing though that I have been starting to do uh, is I I don't really I used to collect you know those pressed coins like pressed pennies. Yeah. I used to collect those when I was like a kid, and I haven't collected really anything since then. And what I thought would be a cool collection to start is every D and D character I play. Uh, there's this this website called Hero Forge okay. where you can make custom miniatures. You have started of this. your cool. um, of your characters. So I thought it would be cool from like now till you know, I die. I guess <laughs> I <laughs> I every character that I play, even if it's for just a couple sessions, I make a mini of. That way, somewhere, like, I can have them all set up on a, a, a row and be like, oh, yeah, I, I remember this cast of characters that I played. I actually love this idea. You showed me the little, like, people that you made. Yeah, I thought it's, it was really... I really love that idea. Mine is probably, um, like, just sneakers in general. Yeah. I love collecting sneakers. I love having cool limited edition sneakers. I love I like, everything uh, like that. crew necks with things on them I also that a I sucker like. for the hoodies. So I, I do have a lot of hoodies and crew You know necks. what? Hoodies, hoodies, crewnecks, and sneakers are pretty much my vices lately. Yeah. It used to be makeup was like I had a, an unnecessary amount of makeup, and I still have a lot of makeup. But now it's been hoodies and sneakers are my things that I love just, like, collecting cool little, like, unique ones. Yeah. Or having, like, I'm, like, a big sneakerhead in the sense of, like, I like, like, limited edition stuff. Like, I like, like, limited launches. I like finding stuff that's rare. Like, I just like all yeah. of that type of Board stuff. Board games I technically collect. Those are those are practical though. This is like stuff that you don't really need. Yeah. You have like I wanna buy every book I've ever read in print. But we don't have space for that right now. We absolutely <laughs> don't have space for that right now. This person has to remain anonymous, but it's talking about how do you feel about David Dobrik's comeback? Ooh. Uh stay off the internet. White men can get away with anything. Yeah. They like, want it's crazy i don't know he, he didn't even pretend to like take a break to evaluate it was himself. like two months yeah. less than two months and he's just like no that's way less than ideal can i tell you what absolutely blew my fucking mind about that video can i tell you yeah i didn't watch it so in the video he has his friend todd up against a golf cart with like his feet up against the front of the golf cart and then pushing him through the grass like full speed with this golf cart with him basically in front of it he could have been like at any point in time his foot could have slipped and he would have been run over by the golf cart he could have been flipped in the wrong direction gone over a hump the wrong way and hurt himself like the fact that he's not even pretending it was still full of the same shit that the other vlog was there's a whole 45 minute segment where their friend jonah is just like vomiting everywhere because he like ate too much food there's videos of them on the boat like pushing each other around of them doing like reckless shit so very obviously nothing has changed one of them literally hurt his shoulder while doing like a a, a, it's fucking ridiculous to me that your comeback video includes all of the same exact shit that you got so much criticism for three months ago this is the problem with the internet is people never learn not only that but how many of his subscribers really even knew about the drama they knew he made a video talking about it i mean yeah but i mean i I feel like you're overestimating what a 16 year old actually cares about (laughs) i think the problem is i I think the biggest problem is that 
he makes very entertaining content, whether you like him or not. And people miss that content. And so they're just happy he's making it again because people felt invested in his life and his friend's life. No, seriously, this, this, the mean, kids that follow what him. If, if Shane, when Shane Dawson comes out. Everybody's going to love him and want him. Yes. He posted on Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been taking a break. I hate when people spin taking a break as you got fucking pushed off the internet because you're a horrible person. And they spin that as if they were just taking some vacation this whole time. But Shane posted that he's going to be coming back soon. And people are speculating it's going to be about Britney Spears. It's going to be a free Britney documentary. And people are talking about that already. And people are fucking excited. They can't wait for Shane Dawson to come back because they like his fucking content. They don't give a shit that he's a bad person. people, People don't actually care they just care about the drama like a lot of people i feel like they don't they they it's i think that is where some of the bad reputation where people call drama channels like fake woke or like uh, performative activism right is because a lot of the a lot of people on the internet just literally don't care and they don't hold themselves accountable and they'll go and like um demonize these people rightfully so in most cases but then turn around and like watch their videos i think that it's really important to mention though that it's typically young people and it's also typically people who weren't affected by the stuff so it's like young people who are usually white people but young unfortunate reality is the majority of the internet is well the majority of youtube especially yeah is young white people yeah like it i mean it's just like, unfortunately, that is the most... If you looked at everybody's subscriber demographics, like the average subscriber demographic, it would probably be straight, white, men and women between the ages of 16 and 20. Toward 16 Those and are my demographics. You know what I mean? Much. Yeah. So it's like... It's it's tough. It's But this is the same problem we face everywhere in society. Like, is the constant argument of changing things and holding people accountable versus the people who just can't be bothered to do it. So I guess it's not surprising that the internet is mirroring the real world. It's just, uh, it's it, it feels sometimes like you get caught in your own bubble in the internet and you feel like everybody, because, I mean, even you, you get, what, 300,000 subscribers who probably most of them agree with a lot of what you say. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, it almost feels like you're in a bubble, and then you're surprised when it's like, oh, people are accepting. I'm not even surprised that people are accepting of David Dobrik and Shane Dawson being back. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I think it's just disappointing. Like, I think it's it just... It is dis- disappointing. I think That's it's the just, best, best way to sum yeah, it up. Yeah, it's not surprising. It's really just... And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, me and my, you know, moral high ground being so disappointed and all you... That's not how I'm trying to phrase that. I'm just saying, like, personally, it's disappointing to see people thrive when I know so many creators who are maybe smaller creators who ethically and morally actually do care about people and do care about these things and are trying to be better like trying to be the best versions of themselves and trying to use their platforms responsibly and to constantly see people like Shane Dawson and David Dobrik who don't take their responsibility seriously who don't give a fuck about the platforms that they have it is just disappointing to see that they will always continually rise to the top on that one I agree it just sucks it sucks yeah, I don't know. It it's just disappointing. And it shows just, I think I already said this, but it just shows that, like, he, he doesn't care, yep. right? Can't even take, like, you know, like, more than two months. Yeah. You know what I mean? When there was, like, major, huge, like, criminal allegations against you. That I he don't. still hasn't fully owned up to any of those. Like, I rewatched his apology video last night because I was like, what actually, like, 
even was said at that point in time. And, like, he didn't even fully own up to anything still. He didn't fully, like, own any of his role that he played and everything. I I feel like what happens with David Dobrik, I've talked about this a million times on the channel. We talked about, like, Gabby. and uh, I, I feel like it's in that same thing where he was a young person on the Internet who grew up with incredible fame and power, was surrounded by people who hung on his every word, did whatever he wanted. So I honestly, I don't think he thinks what he did was wrong. No. I don't think he has the capability to under, or the empathy really, to understand how he affected those people and, and why what he did was not okay. I agree with that. I agree with that more than I even agree with Gabby because David Dobrik, his entire friend group, literally just sucks up to him at every possible moment because that means that they're going to get clout because he is the most famous. Like, that's such a power... I've talked about this in videos, but the power imbalance that that creates when all of your friends will constantly say yes to absolutely anything you ask them to do because that means that they're going to get followers and in turn money. Yeah. That's a a really... You have to be a responsible person to manage that well, and he is not a responsible person. He's a 12-year-old in a 22-year-old's body. Yeah. So, like, you can't... Like, not that I'm saying, like, oh, I don't blame him. I fucking blame David Dobrik, and I wish... You know, he wasn't back, but at the same time, he's going to be, he's going to keep getting millions of views. He's going to stay successful. And at this point, like if you keep, this is why I low key hate honestly talking about shit on the internet sometimes is because people are like, why can't you just move on? I'm sure we're going to get comments like that. Why can't you just forgive him? Why can't you just move on? And it's like, because I, he, he filmed a girl getting sexually assaulted. And then once he found out, all he did was delete the fucking video years later. When you when you just move on and just give people free passes, all it does is make it easier for people to do the same things in the future and exactly. get away with it. Exactly. You know, all it does is it th- that's the biggest part of holding people accountable, it, well, in my opinion, other than, you know, some semblance of justice for the people they've affected. But one of the 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 biggest parts of it is in holding people accountable you are telling future generations that this is not okay. So, you know, if we just accept a two-month break, deleting a video after years, just to kind of, you know... Bullshit apologies. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of half-assed, you know, oh, sorry, I guess, type apology. Yeah. And then just let him go straight back into what he's doing. Like, why would the next David Dobrik not do it? They are going why, to. Why would whoever David Dobrik, whoever fills this, the David Dobrik role in 10 years, why would they not do this? Yeah. Thing? You know? There's no repercussions. That's, that's, that's how social change happens is slowly and and through holding people accountable and through paradigm shifts and all this shit. But, yeah, this is my thoughts on it. I agree with you. Rohini.verma asks, will you ever dye your hair a colorful color? I think it'd be so funny if you dyed your hair a cool color. My hair? What yeah, hair? Yeah, the tiny little bit. I think it'd be so fun if you had, like, a colorful... I've dyed my hair before. I know you have, but I'm saying, like, when you were in, a kid... In sixth grade, I had uh, frosted tips. Not even frosted tips, because I had really long hair. Yeah. I had just, like, the center bleach, and the side was still brown. And then um, I also dyed my hair red in seventh grade like a like a dark red i remember seeing pictures of that i've always colored my hair i've always had like pink blue purple i've never done green 
I've done a lot of different colors. I would color my hair again. I'd probably wait till after the wedding, though. I like the colored hair look. I know you do. You like when hair has, like, colorful stuff it. in it. Yeah. It's really difficult to maintain, though. You have to be really, like... Yes. So you can't, like, take hot showers. You can't shower that much anyway. And I don't really like the, um, like maintenance that is required for it but yeah. i do love having colorful hair like i love the look of it yeah maybe after the wedding i'll do something funky like i'll do a blue i loved how the blue faded into purple last time it was really pretty yeah, i really liked cool. that sup rash supra cheesmatic supra cheesmatic this is why i didn't want to do names just so you Underscore know says your childhood we're gonna talk Stay all about tuned. that next we're next gonna, we're gonna try and record an episode uh, of the podcast on Friday, which is two days from now, uh, just so we can get ahead in our filming schedule. And I don't know if we're going to release that next Friday or if that will be just one we keep in our pockets for a day that we uh, we can't film a week for some reason. But it will it will hopefully uh, we'll talk about that soon. Chloe Poots says Chloe dot Poots says, "How do you know when you're financially ready to move out of your parents' house?" honestly that's so hard because it depends on where you're living because yeah. for some people you could have twelve hundred dollars in the bank and you could be good to move out for some people you need like five thousand dollars to move out and i think it also just depends on like mentally where you're at like do you I, have i would say that that is the wrong question to be asked yeah i would actually agree with that because it it's not i feel like this is changing but uh, society puts a lot of pressure on people to move out of their parents house and that's kind of when like society can t- can, can um, considers you like a real adult but that's just not feasible no. these days so i think you know the question isn't necessarily how do you know you're financially ready it's what are your reasons for doing it right like if you ha- if you're trying to do it to get out of a toxic environment then you know go for it if you're trying to do it because you want to find more independence then go for it but i, I don't think you should you should just rush to do that just because you feel like it's the logical next step i you know moved, what i mean i completely agree with you i moved out when i was 18 because i went to college so i like lived on campus and then i moved back in when i was 19 after that all flopped yeah. and i have to say like i lived at home till i was like 21 no 20 and then i turned 21 when i lived out but i finally officially moved out moved out at 20 and honestly those two years that i was able to live at my parents house and just like figure out what the fuck i was going to do with my life were crucial in helping me become the person that i ended up becoming like not having to do like having that grace period to just like actually figure it out and like nobody cared like none of my friends were like oh you're living at your mom like take as much time if your parents are okay with it and you have a healthy relationship with your parents like i mean i think that is the key having a healthy relationship with your parents because my parents didn't treat me like i was still a kid you know like living under their roof they gave me freedom to do what i wanted and things like that but I think if you have a healthy relationship with your parents and it, you can save money, like save your yeah. money. Like don't having to pay rent sucks. Yeah. But to answer the original question, to say when you are financially ready, I would sit down. For, first of all, it's going to be different if you're living with roommates or if you're living by yourself, right? I would find a place you want to live, find out you know how much rent you're going to have to pay or your portion of the rent include utilities include internet include gas include food you know car um, if you have a car car. sit down and get a budget of how much you're going to have to pay per month 
in like guarantees things that you're going to have to pay, right? Like though these are the things I have to pay otherwise like I'll get evicted and not be able to live, well, right? Well, also make sure you have padding. Yeah, this is what that. I was going to yeah. say. And then add 20% of that. Yes. Because there's all sorts of things that you might not like renters insurance. You might not think about that, but you probably should get it. You know, if Some your car breaks you down, it. if your car breaks down, if you have right? a pet and they need some food or they have an emergency, yeah, or... if you have an emergency, yeah, it's... so I would say that that's always been my general rule of thumb is you, you want to have at least the necessary bills plus 20%. They and also, there's a lot of financial advice that says that you should have like six months of everything saved up before you, and like that would be great in an ideal world. I know that <laughs> we don't live do in an ideal world. Days. So six, try to six have, months. I would say try to have two to three months somewhere in savings that you could at least pay your rent, right? Like that's kind of the big one is rent. Like having six months. No, three months. I mean, even that in in, in savings. Well, think about it. Well, right? if you're not paying rent currently in in the the area that we live, that would right? be insane, right? Like yeah, a, right. I mean, uh, what's a, a most studios cost seven hundred dollars a month? Right? Yeah. So three months in advance for just the rent is over two thousand bucks. It's twenty one hundred dollars. Yeah. Who can? No one can, can save well, twenty one hundred dollars because in order to move into those, you need a security deposit. Yeah. You need first month's rent. So there's half of that, more than half of that. There's a third of that right there. And honestly, coming out. if you can save twenty one hundred dollars in a reasonable amount of time, just buy a house. Like you shouldn't be. <laughs> don't even if you if you're Skip in a the apartment. good enough financial situation where you can easily save. $2,000, like, just don't even bother, bother yeah. unless you, you know, want to, but C underscore Rod, C rocks. underscore Rocks 85 asks, how's the new place? Well, it's yeah. good and it's bad. Ups and downs. Yeah. It, don't get me wrong, it is a great place. Anybody would be lucky to live here. Um, I could happily live here, you know, I but th th there's minor annoyances, right? I think the problem is, in general, the space is a big upgrade from where we were living because we have a lot more space. It's open concept, too. Yeah, and it's finished. We're going to do an apartment tour soon, I think. I think on the vlog channel, it'll be going up before this podcast even goes up. Um, so if you want to see an empty apartment tour, I would go look at the yeah the podcast channel like now because I'm pretty sure it'll be up. But um, there's just little, little things. like the, Part of it is because in the old house that we were living in, we, we because we were redoing it, we could customize everything. You know what I mean? So like, there was a few areas like the toilet or the shower where we paid more than we needed to, just because we were planning on living there for five years and we wanted it to be nice, right? And to be like perfect for us, yeah. like it fit us perfectly what we wanted. So like, there's just little issues. Like the toilets aren't as good. The showers are a little too small. I'm a big guy. I hate having a duck in the shower. To yeah, get the, thing on me. the water pressure is also abysmal. Yeah. It's so bad. The, the the dishwasher sucks. The washer, and, which uh, that's like a major first world problem. I'm complaining about. It's really just the dishwasher. appliances that kind of suck. Like yeah. I think the appliances kind of suck, and also at the end of the day, it's a rental. They 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 yeah. skimped where they could. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, and also at the end of the day, like I think for me, like it's it's good for us for now. Like it's yeah. totally fine for now. That being said. Love the open concept. Love it. It's a quiet, like so quiet. There's there's a park right down the street where we can walk the dogs. Yep. 
So there's a lot of good things. Yeah, I would agree with in, that. In general, I would say I'm like 85% happy with the new place. Yeah. It's just little minor. The and biggest like thing. nitpicky things. Like we're being nitpicky the about biggest, it too. The biggest thing other than the toilet is the, the floors kind of suck. They're like not fully attached everywhere and they're not fully level. They're weird though because the floor, I don't know what they used or what kind of like laminate or hardwood they used, but they hurt your feet. It's not hardwood. It's like stick on. They hurt your feet really bad when you're walking on them. And I don't know why. I've never had that happen with floors before. But you were mentioning it it, because you wanted slippers. And then I was like, wait, my feet also really hurt when I walk on these floors. They're less than ideal. I think it's because they're concrete that they put laminate over. Yeah. So I think that it's really, really hard actually like harder than it would appear to and be. and they're not level like there's no. I, I almost trip every time i walk down the hallway because there's like a random dip it, they, there's some spots where they're kind of unsticking and when you step on them they like sink a little bit but it's it's uh, we w- we would be lucky if we were able to live here for the rest of our lives that's oh, yeah you know well it's also i think the reason i am i'm kind of like I complain about it a little bit more is because it's the most expensive place I've ever lived yeah. like rent wise like this is the most I've ever paid rent in my life and I think I just expected it to be like this amazing like high quality because that's how they marketed it well, to us they were like oh the money. I think it's worth the money for the neighborhood for the quiet for the parks you know what I mean I, I think I it guess is that's it. true but it's just little tiny things that are, are just I think minor that's annoyances. why I'm a little weird about it because I'm just like I hate how much money we're paying because it feels like we're wasting money yeah. I know we're not like I get it but it feels like we're wasting money so then when there's little like minor inconveniences I'm like yeah. well this is stupid but and it feels weird because like I didn't have a dishwasher until I was like 25 <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean so it does feel weird to be complaining about a dishwasher but I mean it is it's little annoyances that would okay this is from Ratch Du Bois 4. Ratch Du Bois 4. Ratch Du Bois. Would your 15-year-old selves get along? I love this question. That's a great question. I, I would say that I would have I was an, you so I wasn't a mean. I wasn't a mean 15-year-old. I wouldn't have picked on you. But you probably would have picked on we me. We definitely wouldn't have been close friends. You were definitely a band kid. No, I was a preppy kid. You say that? But I wasn't just a theater kid. I did cheerleading. The problem is we went to drastically different high schools where you could have – we had to do every extracurricular because we wouldn't have enough kids to do things if every kid didn't do more than one. So I did like theater, Odyssey of the Mind – uh, cheerleading, track and field. Like I did so much more than just there was. It wasn't like that at my school where yeah. it was clicks based on your extracurriculars. Like we didn't have that. So when you always say that, it doesn't make sense to me because we just did yeah. never. We never associated like that. I I don't think that we would have been friends, but we would. I wouldn't have been mean to you. Or no, anything. I don't think you would have been. I would. I would have probably been. Um, just more annoying. I was very annoying yeah. when I was fifteen. When I was fifteen, I I had like a big group of friends i wasn't like a, a popular kid so to speak but i i like had a lot of friends you know what i mean i and i did like ap classes so that was like i hung out with a lot of the ap kids and i did wrestling and football so i hung out with like a lot of, more of the wrestling team but that's exactly how my school was you just everybody just hung out with everybody like that was the vibe our school was very clicky but the clicks oh. everyone was nice to each other for the most part yeah like the clicks they the, they were very with the with the distinct exception of the theater kids, the theater sk- kids at our school were awful, but 
Maybe they were just misunderstood, but <laughs> I think I think that we. I if you're can, watching this and you were a theater kid at my high school, I apologize. I but. can I can tell he married a theater kid, so I can tell based on like what I know about your high school experience. I know exactly what there weren't really clicks, but if there was like a click, I could tell what click you you would have been in, and it was not the same group of friends that I was in. So I agree that we would have gotten along, but we never would have been like in the same circles, like doing the same yeah. things. I also was doing scummy things when I was Yeah, like I was not. Were. I was such a goody two shoes. <laughs> not like, scummy. I mean nothing crazy, but like No, you were doing you were just like, you know, living you were just doing yeah. shit like you were just like going to parks at midnight for no fucking yeah. reason and like sketchy less than scummy. yeah i would say sketchy and i was like terrified to break rules and like was not yeah. had a great fear of a fear of authority yeah. so like i think in that sense we wouldn't have gotten along either but i wouldn't have been me i wasn't a bully or anything i wouldn't no. have been like neither mean. was i i think we would have been nice to each other again i just don't think we would have I think if we had gone to the same high school i don't think we'd be married right now because i think we would have yeah. a very different perception you know of each it's other. an interesting I, I always felt like our school, my school, didn't have very many bullies. But then, like, I one of my best friends, I asked him about it, and he was like, yeah, I got bullied all the time. And I was like, really? I didn't even, I don't know. It was, it's a weird. I was bullied. Like, we can talk about it more next week because it actually is a huge part of, like, my story in life. But, like, I was bullied severely in middle school. But once I got to high school, especially junior year of high school, there was, like, petty fights. But it wasn't, like, bullying. Like, we all got a lot nicer to each other when we hit junior year, I think. Because it was like we were just – my class yeah. was small. There was like 60 kids. And we were just all kind of like, okay, we're in this together. Like we respect each other. Like we're – I think my graduating class There was, was a unity there, you know? I, I, somewhere – it was like four – I don't know. Somewhere between – somewhere like in the 400 to – like that area. Yeah, there was definitely still petty fights. Don't get me wrong. Like we had, we had Twitter. We had a lot. We had of petty fights. Twitter fight. We didn't have physical fights very often, but we would have yeah, like online fights. fights. But like there was definitely a lot less, quote unquote, bullying happening. It was just yeah. more kind of like disagreements and like arguments and stuff like that. This one I'm adding in as a bonus question. One gang underscore Wendy said, "Being over the top dog parents." Ten out of ten would recommend. What about it? <laughs> what about it? Do and? I do I have a French bulldog statue on my front porch? Yeah, I Absolutely do. So I what? Do. <laughs> do I have a French bulldog statue on my back porch? Yeah, I do. So what? Do we have <laughs> French do- bulldog pillows in the house? Yes. Do we have French bulldog statue with a succulent in it by the by the by the uh, the window. window? Yes. Do we have another French bulldog statue with a succulent in it on the kitchen counter? <laughs> yes. So what? What of it? I love my children. Come for me. I'm a millennial. Do we have a very, very I'll large... I'll be chuggy if I want to be. Do we have a Isn't very... Yes, chuggy. it is. I'm proud of you for that. Do we have a very large box of dog clothes yes. in our closet? Absolutely. But they deserve to look just as amazing as we do. Yeah. And that's the tea. I feel like every dog owner says this, but if you met Oliver and Stella, you would get it. I don't think people would like <laughs> Oliver and Stella. I think we only get it. I really do. You don't think people would like our precious no. children? Well, because the problem is when they meet new people, they're so excited that you don't get to see what makes them I have them only shine. ever met one person that didn't like Oliver. Two. Two people. One, 
didn't like jo- dogs in general and Oliver was a puppy when he first met him and he chewed his shoelaces mm-hmm. so like fair enough fair enough the other one is just a little scared of dogs in general she's afraid that Oliver is gonna like cannonball into her and hurt her which fair enough but everybody else sometimes he gets excited and he lurches at you which sometimes he has caught people he's way better at it now than he used to he be cannonballs sometimes head first but it's also random because like he'll go months without doing it and then he'll see like your mom of all people and then yeah. he just cannonball into her and you're like what the fuck we thought we fixed that like why did you do that just now but other than that no i'm such a good boy i love i love our dogs so much and i will say i think that they absolutely changed our life this one says thoughts on true crime podcasts Mm. i have some opinions i also have some opinions do you want to go first well yeah so if you had asked me this question two months ago Mm mm-hmm I would have said I don't like true crime podcasts because um, they are, while they are entertaining, I feel like sometimes they are insensitive to the fact that the people involved were real people yes, with real emotions who maybe don't want to be on a podcast or who maybe just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who, and I have recently started watching some true crime stuff one of a streamer that i watch sometimes hassan uh hassan avi is the streamer's Mm name um he recently like this week started doing some like true crime stuff and i have to say it's super entertaining like i get the entertaining appeal to it but at the same time, it's I do think that it is a little bit exploitative. There are certain people I like a lot better than others. For example, I think there's a YouTuber named Kendall Ray, who I think she does a very good job of bringing in. She like talks. I know all about Kendall Ray. What do you mean? Because you listen to her and you yeah. fall asleep. <laughs> and then I'm just sitting there awake listening to murder and death while I'm trying to she, fall asleep. Well, she, I like what she's taken this approach of speaking to the families and interviewing them for the video to understand the victim better and to really bring this sort of humane approach to it where it's more focused on raising awareness for a victim instead of trying to paint an entertaining story about somebody who murdered somebody yeah and i appreciate the way that she in particular goes about it because i think she is very respectful and i think there's other people too that are just very respectful i will say for me personally i can only watch true crime stuff when i'm in a certain headspace because it does give me a lot of anxiety like learning about the the I, I just always think that something horrible is going to happen to me, like, at all times. My baseline is, like, something horrible is going to happen. So constantly hearing stories about people who have had horrible things happen to them who are the, like, 0.01% of society, like, that awful thing happened. Yeah, it can alter your mindset. It alters my mindset, and it makes me way too fucking anxious. And I just, like, sometimes I can't do it, and sometimes I'm fine. But, like, lately especially, I haven't been able to watch or listen to them because yeah. I'm just too... I'm too anxious about it. But the other thing I will say is I do completely understand and think the criticism that a lot of them are exploitative is completely valid. But I also think that a lot of times they do bring awareness to situations when other maybe people wouldn't have known about them. I would like to think that if I, I don't even want to say this because I don't want to fucking jinx myself, but I'd like to say that if I died in some horrific way and somebody murdered me, I would love that people knew my story. Yeah, but not everyone's like that. Yeah. No, I I agree, but I do think that especially if like the family consents to the story being shared, yeah. 
if they're I think most times families do consent to stories being shared and want that exposure because a lot of times and this is the fucked up thing a lot of times the people that are talked about like that on true crime podcasts they're talking about them because that person didn't get justice yeah it's very rare that a, a podcaster or a, a youtuber is covering it and like everything went fine and that person got justice and like everything was great and like the person went to jail and like the family felt better like that's never how it is yeah so I think that they do bring a lot of awareness to cases that maybe people wouldn't have known about now they know i've heard stories that have stuck with me for the rest of my life that that person's memory will live on yeah in my brain because i'll just remember it forever you know i think it's it's just it's such a tough topic yeah because like it is very entertaining right like i don't even see it as entertaining well it is i mean you watch it because you're interested in it Interesting, but I would say interesting is a better word than entertaining. But see, but this is the thing: is entertainment. You just it. don't want to say the word entertaining because you you conceptually understand that it's wrong for you to j- gain entertainment out of a situation no, like that. It's because I don't get enjoyment out of watching them. I'm just interested in facts about the case and well, interested. Well, we can argue about semantics. It's but. not really semantics. It's it's truly that's the difference between are you enjoying are you enjoying it or are, and are you like oh, this is enjoyable to me as if these are characters on a TV show or are you internalizing that these are real human beings that this happened to and it's just interesting to hear the story of how everything played out. Yeah, but out. I just feel like even if you are in, if you find it interesting, then like you're enjoying it. I disagree with you. Like, but. Uh, not tr- I mean, maybe that's just me, but like I think it's tough to be like, yeah, I do like enjoy this and find it interesting, but like at the same time, I probably shouldn't. You know what I mean? Because like it's it's real people involved. It's it's a weird. The one thing I will say I don't understand is like how the this glorification of serial killers that's been happening. Oh my god, it's so gross. Like, I can understand being like you know like academically interested in that, but like in the moved, mind of how a serial killer. We've works. moved past that now, and it's like it's like like all these dudes are getting like. Like movies. Zac Efron is playing Ted Bundy as if he was this hot dude right. who like was so so smart and so cool and he was so sly and that he like been I a totally it glorifies. I it. hate and that shit. So I guess I guess that's the 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 the, the rub of it, right? Is as long if it's if it's done in a ethical way, which I think it, there is ethical be, ways to it, do it. I feel like it's super interesting and enjoyable. But if it's if it's done in a, a, a exploitative way. Then it is not good, but the but then it see this is where I like am hypocritical and I loop because even if it's it, even if you do it ethically, it's still exploiting people's suffering. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's yeah. a really, I here's the thing: I will never fault someone or be like you're wrong for saying they don't enjoy that type of content and they think it's exploitative because it's it's it, it is, is enjoyable. Like you want to know, mm-hmm. like. The, our brain is wired to want, like, to be interested in solving mysteries and to be, to be slightly intrigued by like the macabre, right? But that's why I think the definition. I think it, I know you're saying it's semantics, but I think the difference between interesting and enjoyable is so so important when you're talking about this thing because interesting is one thing. Enjoyable, if you're enjoying hearing about the murder of people versus interested in that, interested in how everything played out. Those are two very very different mm-hmm. emotions. See, I but I, I I guess I feel like either way, whether you're just saying you're interested or you're enjoying it, at the end of the day, you're gaining mental stimulation based off of the fact that you are learning about oh. like 
someone else's trauma. Right, but one is coming from a place of empathy for the victim as one is coming from the place of watching it like it's a TV show. I understand you know the, what I the mean? distinction you're trying to make. I just feel like it's more categorical than that. Like, it's it either is or it isn't. Like, I don't know. Okay. I can, I can see that point. We could go into a discussion. I, to be honest with you, my opinion isn't fully formed either because I, I feel like I had such a strong, like, Two months ago, I had such a strong like. You literally called it murder porn, right? Like yeah. definitely not for me. I, but then, when somebody, a streamer that I liked, started doing it, and I was like, "Wow, I actually like watching this." Then it kind of made me reevaluate. But so, come, ask that question again in two months. We'll see so my brain we'll see where would we have had times to, to 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 work through it. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us. Thank you guys so much for watching this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and. Yeah, I think that's it from us, right? See you in the next one. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Mwah.